0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Today, we will be talking about the 15th episode of Riverdale Season 6, Things That Go Bump in the Night. I'm Mary Kwiatkowski, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, who has stayed up later waiting for me to get everything ready today, Kirsten McKinnis. Kirsten, how are you doing this evening?
1: I gotta tell you, Mary, not great. Uh we're back to talk about riverdale once again and uh i know you've turned around on this season apparently question mark uh but like who is this for true like i guess you but like (laughs) other
0: than that who is this for well, it's interesting because I would say that a lot of the things that I liked about the previous episode, I'd say about half of them stayed in this episode and the other half we just completely forgot about and haven't come back to. So I That's guess we'll, L, baby. we'll find out like they left us last episode on this big cliffhanger of like... Jughead is thinking about Betty, but ooh, Tabitha texted him. And then we come back this episode with Tabitha, and it's like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely no mention, no change. I don't even know if we had a single scene with Jughead and Betty where there could have been like some, you know, some looks out of the corner of his eye or anything well, like that.
1: I, I don't think so. And honestly, it's like, well, what? I'm sorry. Are we expecting this show to keep a consistent narrative? Because we know better than that by now. You know, Betty is
0: going to wonder at the end of this episode who she's a danger to. And I think the answer is everyone because every single person is attracted to her, apparently. <laughs> based on this episode. I mean, she is very beautiful. There was some chemistry happening, and let me tell you, I was not the only one thinking about it based on Twitter.
1: Oh yeah, let me know. Like, let me let me tell you, I would like, uh, any que- character I will like better if they're just queer. So, like, if Betty started dating <laughs> (laughs) women i would like her so much more
0: yeah there's been a lot of that going on i mean we had cheryl definitely being like veronica we could kiss
1: (laughs) last episode
0: so but we've got a whole whole bunch of cheryl stuff to talk about uh i'm gonna say up front here you know what i think this will be a fun episode fun podcast but we gave you a nice long one last time so we're gonna give you a nice short one
1: (laughs) this time because i'm tired this one (laughs) is gonna be as quick as possible and i am not apologizing for that no all right well we can start off pretty
0: quick because we don't have a Jughead voiceover so uh, let's talk about this quick little plot line that I'm gonna call only witches in the library and you know I'd say this was like the the really small Cheryl plot Cheryl's in almost everyone else's plots at various points because everyone kind of comes and I, I do like we we had this last episode and I we've continued it now I like this idea of Cheryl being like <laughs> the, the witch up in the
1: tower who everyone comes to for advice like I kind of like um, that yeah no that's that's definitely the best role for her out of all of we like what we've seen from her to this. Yes, time.
0: keep her keep her a little spooky, keep her a little quirky, but she doesn't need to be constantly at odds with everyone else.
1: Okay, so yes. what do you think of Heather? Um, Heather looks so much older than all of the other main characters that I find it like very jarring and i don't think like the actress looks older i think they've just styled her and like put her in glasses and like clothing that makes her look like at least 10 years older than everyone else on the show and uh it makes me uncomfortable so okay I'm gonna steal this from a different podcast
0: that I heard talking about this but I wasn't quite sure when because they were talking about it from the previous episode and I, I do see it now apparently and I don't know I'm not the right person to ask but the person on the podcast um, was a queer woman and she said that <laughs> it's like for a long time especially in the late 90s anytime there was like supposed to be a lesbian character on a movie or a show they would give them like the same haircut or the same glass Glasses or, like, make them wear a hat, you know, because, ooh, they, you know, they are lesbians. They have to be different. And they were, like, when they saw Heather, they're, like, oh, they gave her the lesbian glasses. <laughs> <laughs> look at her. Like,
1: the, the actress who plays Heather was born in 1995 and Madeline Pesh was born in 1994. So, like, they're they're actually less than six months apart in age in real life. But they've just, yeah, totally leaned into the, like, heavy layering like, 90s lesbian look 100%. Uh, and it's weird. It makes her look much older. And it's not like, I don't feel like
0: her look, it's like they decided to make her a librarian and they went for full librarian but not full like this is a person that Cheryl's into I don't know I'm not seeing the like Cheryl love with her and I'm not seeing the uh, witch angle I guess just based on her look she had a very she had a couple very interesting outfits this episode. she looks like
1: a school mom
0: yeah yeah I don't know it was something about the way she was holding her face when she was talking that I was like what it's like I can't look away you're like doing too much but anyway interesting and a When I just see like pictures of this actress online, I'm like, yeah, that 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 works. But it's the way they've sort of done her up. It's kind of interesting. Anyway, it's very weird decisions. Yeah. So Heather's been in Greendale for like seven years, but her mom died in a tragic accident, which either is a convenient way of not having her mom in the picture, or uh, it's going to eventually be like Heather killed her. We don't know. You know, it's really. I don't think Heather
1: killed her. I think that it's just there are lots of tragic accidents in Greendale. Um, caused by the devil, such as when the devil killed Sabrina's parents.
0: Yeah. So we get a little bit of back and forth of like, are you single? Are you single? And uh, then Cheryl's like, okay, I need a really quick reason to keep Heather in the picture, keep her around. So they decide uh, that she's going to turn Thornhill into a private library, which I guess makes sense
1: because in a couple episodes ago, we learned that they got rid of
0: the public library
1: in Riverdale. Well, I mean, Cheryl seems to have all of the books, too. Everyone's like, oh, do You have a book on this. Do You have a book on that, and she does. So she's well suited to be a librarian. It's just gonna be the spooky library.
0: So th- they uh they do some do some stuff. Um, I don't know. Heather's like giving Cheryl a tarot reading. I don't really know yeah. why this has to do with the and library. And
1: so the that well, it's because they also talk. They talk about like uh, Heather being wick wiccan, and. I didn't even write down which cards Heather read, which was a problem. I only missed the first one. But the second card she pulls is the lovers, which, like, is definitely meant to be, like, a flirty thing of, like, oh, we'll be lovers. But, like, that's not what the lovers card necessarily means, Um, and especially within the context of, like we don't know what type of three card reading she was doing. Like, that could have been a past, present, future. It could be, like, contributing fact. Like, it could mean a lot of things. I'm assuming that it's supposed to be a past, present, future reading um, because, like, they're using the lovers to represent them, like, maybe having a relationship. And then the final card she pulled was the tower card, um, which, it like, they did do their research at least a little bit because the tower is definitely, like, the scariest card you can pull in a tarot reading. It Like, basically, indicates like everything is going to get destroyed and makes sense with the like uh apocalypse theme that this season is having. uh But I don't know. I, I don't remember what the first card was. I'll look it up at some point and note it just so that we can come back to it maybe by the end of
0: the season and see whether or not anything that happened in this tarot reading like happened in the show, checked out, or if it
1: was well, like, just It, sort of it kind them. of makes sense like based on the reading they're having that if power is representing like possibly past Cheryl or possibly when Abigail was in, like, part of her body, and then present is, like, love, and she's, like, distracted by romance, and then in the future, there's gonna be something disastrous and, and, life shattering, like, it absolutely could apply.
0: Okay, cool. Well, that makes more sense than, uh, what I caught from that, which was just, like, ooh... Towers. Well, Sounds bad. That's,
1: uh, yeah, that's the thing, too, is, like, they gave not that much information about tarot. And so if you are not familiar with tarot at all, you it, you would get nothing from what was described at, at all. I just happened to be a little bit familiar with tarot. I had a tarot reading once. And how did it go? Did it come true? Oh, uh, yeah.
0: It said I was going to get a raise at work, basically. That's what I decided to interpret from it.
1: I totally got <laughs> scammed by a psychic in New York the first time I went. And, um, but what's really weird actually looking back is that they had asked, um, if I knew anyone whose name starts with J. And I was like, no, I don't. And then now I'm dating someone whose name starts with J. And it's the first time I've ever dated anyone whose name starts with J. So maybe it wasn't a scam. Uh, maybe it was real, but they were just behind on the times because they told me I'm supposed to get married between 27 to 29. And clock's ticking. I'm, I'm 30, uh, soon. You'll have to elope then.
0: You can make it I guess.
1: I'm getting married this year. You heard it here first (laughs) just to make the psychic right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did mine at a uh, Renaissance festival. So, you know, super legit. Um. Yeah, so then at the end of uh, the, their plot line, uh, Heather's just like, yeah, you know what? I was taken in by a coven in Greendale, and I'm a witch, and you're probably a witch too. And Cheryl's like, oh, well, I, I haven't used that word to uh, describe myself that way yet. Yeah, they're,
1: they're just doing, like, the very cliched thing of reflecting, uh, like, some sort of witchcraft with sexual identity. And it's, I feel like that's been so overdone that I'm just like, stop it.
0: It's like, here's my nose. It's on it
1: well like we've also already had cheryl go through like a sexual awakening and understanding of her sexuality so like to make this a reflection of that feels weird and i i would love to hear other people's opinions on that if they disagree or agree um but i just feel like we like we've already seen her go through so much that to make this a comparison is like i don't know feels weird
0: i also feel like maybe there's something to the idea that a lot of characters are sort of in this season exploring their past trauma um we had kevin and moose explore the fact that they had trauma over their uh, first times with each other were going to be great and then uh, his father pretended to be a horrifying monster Um, to, quote-unquote, scare the gay out of him. Uh, So we kind of confronted that. Obviously, there's everything in Betty's plotline with her upbringing and her father and then um, we know that Heather was a really tough spot with Cheryl, which we got a lot of in the Cheryl trapped in the Abigail Mime prison with her mom. So maybe there's something there maybe they decided to like kind of dive into that with this season yes
1: and in any other show i would be like that's an interesting and good thing to do but riverdale is not equipped for those discussions and to like have a trauma informed approach to like all of the heinous things that have happened to the characters let me ask
0: you a question no what kind of discussions are Riverdale <laughs> equipped for.
1: Well, that's the thing. None, which is why instead of canceling it after season 7, they should have just been like it's over now. Everybody I think it's go. It's funny home. that
0: everyone's like, "Oh, Riverdale's getting canceled." Cuz when I think of canceled, I think of like it's mid-season, this is the last one. But they have a whole season that they get to wrap everything up in. Like yeah. it's not really
1: it's like that's I the do. best way to get canceled. They don't have to like, well, leave anything hanging. For the for the showrunners, it's the best way to get canceled. For us, it is not the best. way <laughs> <laughs> to get canceled because I wish that they had been like truly mid-season like get out of here you're done it's over you're done Uh, but you know what maybe over the summer they'll be like you know what no season 7 I don't want that to happen that's what I want I want to be able to look back on this and be happy that's not but th- that's <laughs> not how we're gonna feel at the end of season 7 we don't know maybe we will yes stop it yes we do know <laughs> you are putting too much faith in these showrunners and all they're gonna do is hurt you
0: oh I have lots of faith all right, Let's let's uh let's move on to the next plot. Yeah. Which is the big one. Um and this is called Let's Just Move Pops. <laughs> I, uh, okay. I just want to say, I, I feel like there were two different concepts being discussed here. Concept one was like, we're going to put all the stuff in storage and we're going to literally brick by brick move the building. And then there was a second concept, which was just like, oh, it's just the stuff that matters. Which one is it? Because I'm 99% sure that Percival initially told Tabitha, like, I'll buy pops from you and then I'm going to demolish it. Like, I'll buy the land. And we all were like, yeah. Yeah, you should just do that. You should just sell Pops, but then take all the stuff and move it somewhere else.
1: Um, That's what we're doing. (laughs) I don't know. But also, Pops is not, like, made of brick. It's, like, cheap siding, so it probably would be pretty easy to move. Um,
0: Yeah, but there's, okay, but there's, like, wood and there's, like, supports and stuff.
1: Well, yeah, but I also, I just find it very suspicious that they're able to just move all of the items, and it has nothing to do with the physical location of Pops, Uh, Which Hannah said She also remembered Something about a ley line And Pops So Yeah I don't know Yeah I thought Pops was like
0: The heart of Riverdale Like literally Because it was like Smack in between North side and south side And
1: and also If the ghosts can move everything from the truck back in. Why can't they just like stop a bulldozer from being able to tear it down? They're not that powerful. I mean, it seems like it's the same type of power. I think it has to do with the fact
0: that the person attacking them is like evil, evil. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, yeah, basically Tabitha was gone the last couple episodes for no reason. Pops has not become a historical landmark. That failed. And so Tabitha's like, hey, Archie, I need you to help moving Pops. And Pops is like, yeah, I mean, Pops. <laughs> Archie, He's like, yeah, sure. There were a couple really golden lines this episode, and one of them was when she was like, oh, Percival wants to tear it down," and Archie's just like, "Yeah, well, he sucks."
1: <laughs> that was, that was a great I mean, line. he does. Like, that was an accurate statement. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So Archie gets a crew, and he's like, "We're gonna, we're gonna
0: move it." I don't know why there is not one mention this whole episode of like, "Do we need to consult with Tony about the bar?" Or wait, hold on. I feel like maybe this already happened. Didn't this already happen where Tony was like, "Oh the yeah, the bar- per- that the said bar that is going to be in the, the train station. That's right. Okay, never mind that disregard half my notes then because a lot of them were about <laughs> the fact that nobody was consulting Tony. All right, forget that. So Fangs is also on the crew, which I feel like really the crew is just whoever. I guess we need Fangs there because Kevin can't be there because he's Fangs off Fangs needs money. Stuff. Yeah. So um, there's, there's some like little things happening every once in a while. A gumball machine sort of falls on its own randomly uh, personally. Percival shows up for one episode or one moment and is like, hey, I'll pay y'all double. And then Fangs is like, well, I got to do that because I need to prove myself to Tony.
1: Yes, and you have in your notes that you don't think Tony would approve. But Tony agreed to move the bar into the train station. So I really don't think Tony is as as on the side of good as we're supposed to believe.
0: It's just weird because it seemed like Tony was the one that for the first several episodes, Percival was like really going hard against Tony. And then he kinda pivoted at some point and started going against Tabitha instead. Well it's
1: because he won. He kinda won against Tony and was like, Well, now I need to win against Tabitha.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I guess Tony kinda caved. But still, I mean these people they're such a spineless like nobody is standing up to Percival except like Archie. Well and, and that's the weird
1: thing too is like when Archie offers them the job they're all like well is this a union job is it bonded is it insured and Archie's like yeah it is and everyone's like yeah and then Percival comes and goes you won't have to pay any crappy union dues if you work for me and it's like yeah but we don't want to work for you because it will be a bad work environment and they like were excited about a union position and now are supposed to like not want that is very weird it's double the money i guess that
0: equals they're okay with it so, yeah, uh, Tabitha yells at Percival. Pretty pretty gutsy of Tabitha to just, like, smash one of his vases, considering that he almost got everyone and thrown in prison for overdue library books. Pretty sure he could have done a lot with that if he really wanted to.
1: Well, but she could just go back in time and, and fix it.
0: I guess that's true. That's true. So, uh, then the jukebox comes to life and electrocutes someone when they're trying to move it out. Like, basically, all the stuff just, like, keeps magically ending up. Like, they'll pack it up into a truck, and then it magically goes back into Pops, and I pretty instantly, I know they try to like first make us think that it was Percival, but I was like, I bet it's just the like the the cafe fighting back. Like I bet the diner doesn't want to leave.
1: I'll tell you I didn't put one ounce of thought into it, but Percival really didn't seem to know what she was talking about when she went to yell at him at the Oddities shop. I think it's called The Curiosities, is it? Same I don't know, situation, whatever. I don't care <laughs> I, I simply could not care less So, uh,
0: Tabitha's like, maybe the diner's haunted um, Meanwhile, Frank keeps trying to, like, steal all of Archie's crew So Archie and Frank grab a beer And there's, like, some really obvious Chime product placement Archie's like, here's my Chime card I'm gonna hold it in front of the camera for a count of I one, two, what is three chime? Take it so based on the commercials I've seen, Chime is kind of like Venmo, but also like a credit card. It's like both.
1: So I think it's a bank?
0: Oh, maybe it's a bank.
1: I think it's an <laughs> online I I think it's an online bank. Okay, when they talk about the app, they always make
0: it seem kind of like Venmo. They're like, you can pay everyone from your Chime app, but then I guess there's also a card, so maybe it is just like a bank, but it's like not a It says a bank,
1: bank, bank. When I go to the website, it seems to be a bank, a bank. It's an online bank. Okay. The Canadian equivalent, I think, would be Tangerine. Don't say that to Betty. Or was it Clementine? I still don't
0: remember. It's one of the Clementine other. Clementine is the, hor- the uh, horse, the cat. No, the cat's Caramel.
1: Wasn't there another cat named Cl- I don't know. And I don't never know. Never mind. I don't I don't care. The word
0: uh, that they used on Betty was either clementine or tangerine. I but I could tangerine. not tell you which one it was. Anyway.
1: So so they go to Cheryl and they're like, we want to talk about ghosts. And so Heather is like, ooh, I can help you. Let's do uh, a seance. And then... Here's what made me so furious. When they start doing this, Heather starts saying the names of the ghosts that are in the restaurant before we've met them. How does she know their names? Stupid. I was trying to
0: quickly look up if any of these were like Archie Comics peeps.
1: I guarantee you they weren't. They've stopped putting in that level of effort. But the ghosts are there because it is their job to bear witness to the final battle at Pops. So you can't take down Pops because then they'll disappear and then there will be no witness for the final battle. I know Pops has been
0: around for a while, but four people dying in Pops is kind of a lot.
1: I mean, I don't even know if we're supposed to believe that they all died in Pops. Like, I think they might just all be supposed to be witnesses for the final battle. I don't know cuz Tabitha was like, yeah,
0: pop did tell me that some people died here. <laughs> so, I don't know. But I don't know, also, people die all the time. It was weird because in the scene where you see the ghost, there's like three of them. There's like a young couple, random woman, and then like a a diner lady, worker person. And three out of the four of them are like covered in blood, and then one is not. And I I wasn't clear on like
1: Well, they <laughs> didn't all die at the same time, I guess.
0: Yeah, but it, it definitely felt like at least two of them did, if not three.
1: Uh yeah, so th- they mentioned something about a ghost train. Yeah, so they bring up that like they have to move Pops because it's going to get torn down because Percival's building a train and they're like, "Oh, the ghost train. Oh no, that's so evil." Which I guess like Makes sense of being like, oh, Percival's acting like progress is what he wants, but then really he's building this magical ghost train that will give him a lot of power. I don't know. None of this makes sense.
0: Yeah. So they end up being like, oh, well, as long as you move Pops, aka all the stuff in Pops, real quick, the ghosts can like relocate because they need to be part of the battle or witness to the battle or whatever. So, uh, basically, they move all the stuff to the boxing gym, and then there's, like, a whole thing with Frank, where Frank is like, actually, I'm on your side now, I'm coming back, I'm gonna help. And so Archie's like, okay, Frank, you take the truck with all the stuff and, and move it to the gym, but then Betty shows up and sees and that sees Frank has an evil aura, yeah. and so she's like, Archie, Frank's gonna do something bad, and then Archie just
1: magically guesses that Frank was gonna drive the truck into the I'm- river or what something else was he, what else was he gonna do with the stuff like it was a I pretty easy like what he's either gonna like light the truck on fire or drive it into the lake like.
0: yeah and and frank was like oh i would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for the meddling or a girl i don't think he knows that he was just kind of like how'd you know um and then he tries to punch archie with some palladium but archie's like yeah you go you go tell your boss that i'm invulnerable get stop giving away the secret
1: like it would have been so much cooler for Percival to try that move well I mean it's not like what he was obviously gonna tell Percival anyways like don't tell him to tell Percival like guess what Percival's gonna read his mind and know but wouldn't it be so much better if Percival shows up to the final battle
0: thinking he's got an upper hand and then doesn't but now Percival has time to like prep for this
1: well yeah but like then he like but it happened like because it happened with Frank Percival was going to know I don't know just don't te- like. Don't tell him to tell Percival. But like, he was gonna tell Percival anyways.
0: I know. But maybe he could have been like, yeah. It's cause I found. a counter something and then they could spend all their time trying to figure out what the counter thing was but anyway but basically there was like a whole thing where Archie was thinking that he was like getting to Frank and being like remember our dad I mean our our dad remember my dad remember Fred and and stuff but then that apparently that didn't work on Frank or maybe it did partially and then he changed his mind unclear but he was like yeah you weren't strong enough for the tether to work on you you're just all on the dark side now and then um and then Pop is fully set up at the El Royale now um and the ghosts are there so yay
1: yeah it all worked. woohoo
0: woohoo okay that's that I guess I don't know I mean this is episode 15 and I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be like a 22 23 episode season do you Ugh. think we're gonna have to wait until then for the final battle or do you think they'll sort of we're getting wrap the this final battle
1: in season seven Mary it's not happening this year I disagree I think the final
0: battle is happening like very soon and we'll have like because there's still like the TBK and stuff, I think Percival's gonna be handled in the next couple episodes. That's my guess. Mm -hmm. I I mean, otherwise, what else are we doing the next couple episodes?
1: I'm so, what do you, I don't know, the same BS they're always doing, wasting our time with things that make no sense. I think we're not even gonna hear about the final battle for like seven or eight more episodes, and then in the season finale, suddenly it's looming, and then it's season seven is all about that.
0: Well, it would probably be in the penultimate episode because that's usually when they have big stuff happen.
1: But I don't know, because because this might be like season four,
0: where they like kill Jughead like five episodes from the end. Then we spend a while doing like post killing Jughead stuff.
1: I don't know. I, they, they're going to waste our time, is what they're going to do. It's yeah. what they
0: always do. Speaking of Jughead, all right, let me tell you the one thing I liked about this plot. I think this might be the first time we've had an actual plot centered around Jughead and Veronica, like, working together. So just
1: trying new it's things. It's weird. It's very weird. Um, But of course, like, Veronica is going to find the way to make their uh superpowers lucrative. And she is like, Jughead is going to come in and be a mentalist and he's going to read people's minds and he's going to, like, make money for it. And they call him Foresight the Fantastic. And it looks like he just, like, guesses numbers that people write down IDK. I thought we were going to see more of his show, but that was pretty
0: much it. Um, I also think it would have been much cooler if they went kind of more, like, mind freak with him and less, like just sort of typical like he just kind of wore a suit and sat in the corner it wasn't that interesting
1: I genuinely just was like oh this is happening Great. Veronica
0: sang a song and I was not happy about it this is like the it first was, time when I've been really unhappy about a song. it was not good it wasn't I don't know what the song was but I was not happy about it and there wasn't even Archie dancing aggressively in the corner for me to laugh at it was just kind of weird I do like the fact that they keep calling him the seer of the south side but I feel like that should have just been his name but also he doesn't no. live on the south side anymore.
1: Forsyth the Fantastic. Forsyth is such a bad name. That's It's his name. We,
0: just, we don't talk about how bad it is enough. It's a name. Every time I think of Forsyth I
1: just miss FP. The heck are you doing? Do you have hiccups? I, yes I have hiccups. Oh, okay. I, I was trying them. to like subtly get rid of them <laughs> and then you called it out on the podcast. She was um, like plugging her nose and drinking water. That seems unsafe. You gotta put a how- napkin over
0: that water and drink it
1: what that's how I do it you like take that's not even how you told me to get rid of pickups last time you gave me a remedy (laughs) what did I tell you normally I told me to go upside down and hold my breath oh
0: well that's another one but like since you were drinking water this
1: is not relevant well we haven't had any subplots yet you were (laughs) well we were about to have one that you're not going to be happy about because the second you said foresight I really thought you were about to say foreskin and I was like why Mary why
0: every time I say foresight that's all I think of well that and then I think about how much I miss FP, but those are the only two podcasts. Those two things could be related. You know, they're not unrelated.
1: (laughs) Um, Uh, We're going to have to put an explicit rating on our podcast.
0: It's fine. It's fine. We buried it nice and deep. It's all good. That's what she said.
1: Um, (laughs) So
0: so, uh, Reggie is annoyed about this. And so he's like, I want a cut of the money. And so then he blackmails Veronica because he's like, I'm going to tell Percival what happened to Hiram and he'll put
1: you in prison because i mean you know sure uh and veronica is like listen jughead i need you to erase his memory can you do that and jughead's like uh i don't know does some research and realizes hey maybe i can but he would have to be asleep or very distracted so they distract him with counting small bills and he goes into reggie's mind finds the comic book that has the Hiram getting murdered memory and just rips the page out. And then Reggie can no longer remember. He remembers that... He was going to blackmail Veronica, but he no longer remembers the blackmail material, which is wild because it's not like he just like learned that information and that's the only time he's ever thought of it. Like there, he had multiple conversations about it with Veronica. But
0: maybe if you rip out the page where he like learned it, then he like no longer. I don't think
1: know. it would cause like a gap in a lot of other
0: places because like he went to the funeral and stuff. Like how did he think Hiram died? I don't know. Also, this has got to be like the third or fourth time in the last few episodes. That someone says, Jughead, can you do blank? And Jughead's like, I don't know. Let me go read about it. And then he reads about it. And he's like, huh, guess I can. And then he does it. feel like we could cut out that middleman. I don't think we need the scene of Jughead going to read about it and learn about it.
1: No, I love seeing Jughead read. Uh, it's the best part of the show, obviously. Um, but no, What what's wild is that Jughead has no motivation to explore the like lengths that his power can go to until someone else comes to him with a specific request. What else can he do? He's just sitting around trying to write comic books. Okay. Also, I paused it and
0: tried to figure out what on earth the comic book he was writing was. It looked so bad. It was just like a girl and a guy. And at first I was like, is this supposed to be like a Betty callback? No, it was just a girl and guy, and they were like eating ice cream. They're like, I love you. And then the next scene she was like,
1: I have something to tell you. Like it was nothing. See, was I was nothing. assuming that it was a Betty thing. I mean, maybe. Uh, and I that just honestly what you've it. said doesn't like make me think it's not a of anything.
0: I don't know. It wasn't, like, on the nose enough, but oh well. So, well, um, you're
1: playing detective. Anyways, uh, Reggie tells Percival that Jughead took away a memory, and Percival's like, hmm, his power's growing.
0: I'm kind of sad we didn't get to see the scene of Percival, like, literally writing in his notebook, Jughead, more powers. <laughs> like, he's been
1: <laughs> I like how. I really like how we both do the same Percival accent, which is not a British accent. <laughs> Um, hold on, let me see. But it's just I'm like, that's think. what he's, like, that's what his vibe is like. She's like mm. What's a, what's a male British accent? Um, I think it's much the same as a female one, but just like a deeper voice. But he's not like, cause he's not like when you, when you think to
0: like, this is going to offend people. When you think of like British accent, I feel like you either think of like the, the old proper woman or you think of like, you know, give me, give me a tuppence, governor. That was not a British accent. It was what just some British <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Was I'm sorry. That? That, was, that was really bad. I feel like it's bad. like
1: I'm not gonna try to do a British accent because it would it would in fact be offensive. But I know we looked at this actor and he's from um, an area of England where I've met one person from that area before, and it's just like a very crisp, proper, like upper I like, crust. I can't accent. even. I can't even put it in my head. It's just like literally the most stereotypical British accent. But you just apparently only think of old ladies <laughs> as having British accents.
0: I can't. I like my brain has like. Give I have me a been...
1: tuppence, guvna. <laughs> I've been like, like Jughead has come in my brain and been
0: like all British accents. I've erased those memories because I like, don't know what they are
1: anymore. You know what? I'm not too afraid to admit that I don't know what a tuppence is. It's and I'm two pence. It oh. And a pence is like. I know what a pence is. Oh, OK. I was going realize... to guess there and I was
0: like, I think it's like a penny, but it might actually not be. It might be, it might be, it might be more
1: than that. I'm pretty sure it is. Isn't.
0: And then it's like, what is a quid? That might be like a like a their equivalent a qu- of a dollar.
1: No, a quid. I feel like I want to say a quid is like a pound.
0: Why? Right? Well, I, I equate pounds to dollars? Yeah, quid I know is it's
1: slang. Quid is slang for a pound. I wonder and where a, that came from. A pound is a hundred pence. Hmm. So is a tuppence like a toonie, or is a toonie two dollars? A toonie is $2. Oh,
0: never mind. Do you have like a penny? What's that called?
1: We, well, we used to have a penny, but then we got rid of it because it cost more money to produce than because they are Because y'all are worth, smart. So now uh, we just round I mean, to the five or 10 cent point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pennies and nickels here both cost more to produce than they're worth. I don't know why we're still doing that, but maybe we're not. Maybe we're done with it. I mean, it's basically like the only time you ever use them. No, you're definitely um... not.
1: Because I got pennies and change when I was in New York like a month ago. So
0: yeah, you really only use them for like toll booths or like if you ever do those squished pennies. That's about it.
1: You can also roll them and take them to the bank in a roll of pennies. Wait, but then then you're like literally not using them. Well, yeah. What's the point? There's no point. Like my life has gotten only easier since we abolished the penny in Canada, and I wish that we had one and two dollar bills as well it would be easier than having heavy change but it's fine we used to have one and two dollar bills and then they moved to coins anyways that was was Canadian and British money corner um (laughs) so we used to do so much
0: more like how is this different in Canada and then I just yeah and then then I think you realize
1: that Canada and the U.S. are not that different I don't know Okay. There's differences for sure, but I feel like largely, like, we just, like, are influenced by America. Better than Colin, who's known Dom for, like, over 10 years and still is like, hmm, do they have business in England? (laughs) Hmm, do they have crackers in England and like for every little
0: thing. Well, my favorite Kowski cast review is still the one where someone quoted me as asking if pants work the same way in Canada and I still have no clue what the context of
1: that was. I don't believe you said that. I think that they were gaslighting you. Because
0: I tried to go back and find it and I couldn't. I was like I don't know what you're talking about.
1: At what point would we have
0: had that conversation? That makes It was early. It was like season three. It was like the beginning of the podcast. Remember season three? Remember when we were young and Happy. Let
1: me I was about to say I do, but let's face it, I don't remember okay. season three and I'm happier that way. Back when the show wasn't so phony. Anyway, so That's Fangs we and Tony are transition. trying to adopt, uh, they're trying to keep uh, baby Anthony, which it really annoys me that they, like, I haven't said this yet on the pod, but it really annoys me that they always refer to him as baby Anthony. Never First name the baby, baby, second name never Anthony. Never Anthony. Like, it drives me up the wall. Um. <sighs> And it's not even like like
0: we're going to confuse them with some other Anthony. Like, I know her grandfather's name is that, but, like, who we met one
1: time, like, four seasons ago. Like, we, we don't care. That was accurate It was four seasons ago Good for you Look at me I'm so smart and good About Riverdale Um, And so like Fangs Like feels upset That he doesn't contribute Financially as much To the family So that's why he goes To get on P- The Pops crew That's why he goes On the Pickens crew Um, And he says like It's fine Because I can use Baby Anthony As my emotional tether Um, Which is good to know That at least Archie is Spreading
0: the word About the Pickens Mind control stuff And everyone is just just kind of chill with it. They're like, well, that's annoying. But well, I mean, oh, what you, well.
1: like, what are you supposed to do? Be like, leave oh, this the guy town, can...
0: pack up and move away. Yeah, But
1: not everyone has the means to leave. Like the people that are still in Riverdale are the people who did not have the means to leave when Hiram destroyed all of the infrastructure. They're not going to have the means to leave now. So, so I just think it's a little classist to just expect that they could all leave. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that now
0: it can't be both things. Riverdale can't still be like the place with all the people who who are left, and be this like thriving new town.
1: Yeah, but it's not thriving. The but casino is thriving because seen... people travel to casinos. Nobody's traveling to Riverdale for the casino. I mean, probably from Greendale. It's just all the wise guys here. Ew. Doesn't
0: count as travel if you go one town over.
1: I mean, it technically would be that they are. I growing. bet the witches
0: have an awesome casino.
1: I don't think they do. I think that, like, Greendale is, like, pretty puritanical and all the witches are actually, like, they try to hide. Hmm. So, uh, Fangs buys a car. He uses his uh, bonus as a down payment. Yeah. Which I don't, I, which I don't what- think is a smart way to do that. I also don't know what work
0: they're doing yet. Like they haven't demolished. It's Pops. probably
1: building the train station.
0: Yeah, maybe. So They're probably
1: just getting paid early for doing nothing just to keep them off of Archie's team.
0: That that checks out. That makes sense. Um so Tony apologizes to Fangs at the end of the episode and she's like, Oh, I'm just used to being independent, but now we need to be equal on all things, so we should get married. And then Fangs is like kind of emotional and kind of blown away by this offer, and he's like, Oh my gosh, like why now? Why'd you think of this? And then we have a flashback where Tony's talking to Janet, the social worker, and uh, Janet is, like, a little concerned, or Tony's concerned because she's like, man, me and Fangs, like, we just disagree all the time. Why are you telling the Child Protective Services lady stop this? stop that. And uh, she's like, you know, the, the one thing that y'all have going for you over Kevin is the fact that you are, like, a solid couple and you're united. And she's like, ah, so instead of whatever I was just thinking, I should instead marry Fangs. So, basically, she lies, and she's like, yeah, like, I, it's because I lo- I don't know. She, I don't think she says I love you. I don't really know what she says.
1: And she, she just kind of was like, ah, ha, ha, but it's like, oh, really, you just wanted to have a stronger case to keep your baby, which, like, is fair, but also, like, maybe show Fang some respect and bring him in on the scheme.
0: Like, I feel like if she had just said, Fangs, I feel like if we really want to get serious about this whole Baby Anthony thing, which he clearly is, because he's serious enough to, like, ditch Archie and join the other crew, although mm-hmm. then he spent the money on a car and not anything directly for baby Anthony, but whatever.
1: I mean, you gotta be able to drive
0: the baby around. I guess. But if he's in on this, she should have been like, fangs. Like, we will have such a strong, you know, front if we're a married couple. So, like, yeah. let's just do that. We have mutual respect and honesty and we're a good partnership and we're doing it for the baby. And he probably would have been on board. But instead, we have this like, pointless drama that's probably going to end up resulting in something negative.
1: Yeah, it's, it like, because g- guess what? It's gonna come out and then Things will be heard.
0: Although I'm not really sure how it's gonna come out because, I mean, unless Janet tells him.
1: Well, except for like Jughead could find out, or oh, Percival true. could find out. Like, yeah, we've Percival. got multiple people mm. that can do mind stuff. That's true. Yeah,
0: Percival could probably use that. Um, All right. So now we've got the final plot line, which is Betty still has the worst power, Uh, but at least we see some more of it. So Betty chats with Agent Drake, who not going to lie, did not recognize her this episode because I'm pretty sure she's had like a ponytail or a bun the last several times we've seen her and her hair was down. Like, is this a different actress? Is this the same actress? Confused. I
1: truly will never recognize any side characters on this show. Agent Drake is 100%
0: flirting up a storm with Betty she's yeah no it's obvious like it's it's not subtext no no this is obvious she's like uh Betty starts confiding in her and so then agent Drake is like oh well um maybe you should move out of that house maybe you should move in with a boyfriend or a girlfriend question mark and I can't tell because, like, something about the way they're doing these scenes, I'm like, Betty is confiding so much in her. Is this just, like, another fun friendship which, like, hey, remember Veronica's there? I feel like if you had wanted to, like, does this show really have the money to be bringing in other actors to fill the roles that could already be filled by their leads?
1: Well, this isn't Drake the one who knew about, like, um, other supernatural stuff? See, I don't even
0: think so. I think that they had contacted, like, a completely different person person for that. I'd have to go back in my notes and check, but I'm pretty sure that Betty was, or that Agent Drake or somebody was like, oh, go contact so-and-so from this, like, more obscure branch,
1: but whatever. My
0: point is, Anyways, I, I feel that, like
1: they're setting it up to be, like, Agent Drake is going to be bad. Like, am I the only one getting oh, that Oh, no, I, th- I don't think Agent Drake is going to be bad. I think Betty is just going to, like, without meaning to, hurt her a lot, and, like, maybe that would turn her to be on Percival's side, but, like, I think if anything happens, it's going to be Betty's fault for, like, not realizing that there was a problem.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: I don't know. Anyways... Uh, Betty moves in with Archie And Archie's like Hell yeah, stay as long as you need Come for a walk with me and my dog Um, And when Betty Betty still goes back to her family's house Because I guess she has to get her stuff And she sees the twins have a cat now And the cat is named Butterscotch And she is like, "Uh, you cannot have this cat Absolutely not
0: Yeah, especially because she sees an aura Around Dagwood Her nephew And um, he's like, we're gonna have so much fun murdering the cat and so she takes the cat away and then confides in Agent Drake again.
1: Yeah but like I feel like we also knew from like last season or the season before that the twins were, like, kind of evil. Um, Didn't they, like, push someone down the stairs?
0: Okay. Hold on. I looked it up. You were correct. Agent Drake was the one who told Betty about spontaneous human combustion.
1: Yeah, because in this episode, she was like, oh, Agent Drake, thank you for transferring to join our team.
0: But this is the same person who was there in earlier episodes, right?
1: She was there to talk about human combustion.
0: Right. But there was, like, another person in this season. Mary, I
1: got to tell you if you think I know the answer to this. I don't know what to tell you. Why not just look on IMDb? Oh, that
0: would take way too long. (laughs) I want to know. There was like a whole thing back when like we had the whole plot line about like Glenn and stuff. Oh no, it was Agent Lynn. Okay, that's why I had these people confused because I was like, this is definitely a different actress because it is, because Agent Drake is not the same person as Agent Lynn. Okay, this makes total sense now because I remember vividly when we had the one scene with Agent Drake before when they met in Pops and she was like, Yeah, Cheryl's probably pyrokinetic. When we had that episode, I was like, Wow, this actress is like very like riveting and it's okay. Um. Actually I take back everything I said. Great to see more of her. Just kind of sad we don't have Agent Lynn anymore.
1: The fan theory for Agent Drake is that she's TBK and that TBK is a shapeshifter.
0: Okay. I like that. I thought maybe Agent Drake was the other woman who had escaped TBK, but I'm unclear whether or not Betty
1: met with her or not. Well, no, but I feel like that is too suspicious because, like, I feel like she would know if the other one had been in the FBI, you know? Hm. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Anyways I wonder um, what happened to Agent Lynn. I don't know. Maybe she decided she didn't want to be in Riverdale anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know okay there's definitely something so i if if agent drake is the tbk though i was right that we definitely have we've got vibes going here that but see it's like why couldn't we just have like a nice fun girl manse with betty instead of having like a killer i
1: well i mean we don't even know what we've got so oh, I we've think got that you're, something like, bad too, you're too disappointed already um for like the most hopeful person about this show i don't you're already like defeated <laughs> so i i really just am not understanding what's going on over there today
0: oh, oh well it's fine so there's a whole lot of like, let's figure out my power. Why do I have some blind spots? Maybe it has to do with the the murder gene.
1: Well, yeah. And this is what also made me mad because just like Jughead, Jughead doesn't explore any of the things he can do until someone asks. Now, Betty doesn't even consider like what the boundaries of her power really are until she's talking to Agent Drake. And it's like, why didn't you like you knew you had blind spots, but you just were like, okay, well, I've got blind spots. Not I wonder why. Betty has the worst power
0: and the most side effects and has done zero to, like, harness it, learn about it, figure out if there's more. I mean, even the fact that she's like, yeah, I can see red auras around some people and that means that they're maybe threatening, but unclear if it's to me or to others. You've done no research. So at least we finally got some of that.
1: Yeah, it it really doesn't make any sense. And, like, maybe Betty's side effects would be less if she was embracing her power and learning about it.
0: Yeah, maybe. And and so, like, Agent Drake kind of says that she's like, okay, now that we know, that your blind spots are the people with the MAOA gene, maybe now you'll start seeing that. Yeah, because they
1: go and get the twins tested for the gene. Um. Yeah, and Dagwood does not have the gene, but Juniper, Juniper does. And
0: since they know that Cheryl does not have the gene, but... Um, her mom does. Later in the episode, Alice confronts Betty because Betty also was like, we got to get those kids out of Alice's house while Alice is under the influence of Percival. And so Alice confronts Betty and um, Betty can see the aura on her mom at this point. Also, this scene was wild. Like Alice was really like, "Who?" She was like, all of the good stuff we had in the previous episode with Betty and Alice and the, like very real emotional, non-Percival influenced conversation about how like, Alice was so controlling because she felt like she could keep Betty safe from her father. Like, that was all good and real. This was just, like, Alice being like, actually, Betty, you're the villain. You
1: ever thought of that? Maybe you're just evil. Well, and I mean, you should like, never be a mother. it I was like, but geez. like, what happened first was that, like, Alice is the legal guardian of these children and Betty literally kidnapped them and so Alice is emotional about that and then also is under the influence of Percival and then, like, blows up so like I feel like it like it was a wild scene to watch and I didn't like it but I feel like I'm like okay well like I understand why this was possible because Betty literally did kidnapping yeah but where are the kids where did she send them I don't, we just needed them not to be in the show. <laughs> yeah, she's so like, Betty literally kidnapped the kids and sent them to God knows where. She took their new family cat back to a shelter. Like, Here, she's really not look, doing good stuff. This is how Juniper and Dag would work. They
0: show up for one episode to do something creepy and for Betty to be like, we should send them to somewhere else so they won't be on the show anymore. And then they'll show I'm, up every like six or seven episodes.
1: I'm well aware of that, but that doesn't mean that it makes sense sense for her to kidnap them i just don't think that there's any excuse
0: for telling someone like for calling someone evil a villain and hoping that they never be a mother i think that that's very that's like that's a little much I mean, well yeah, it's not okay, but like she's under the influence of a wizard. So you think you you think that's the answer here?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's that Alice is in link of extremely distraught emotional state because her the children she's a guardian of have been kidnapped and that makes her more like pliant for I guess it's,
0: it's just odd that we had the whole conversation about Alice saying how she tried to protect Betty and control her to keep her away from this evil stuff, but she's like totally fine with Juniper and Dadwood. Dadwood being evil well, but like she, then she
1: doesn't know that they're evil because they're she obviously does.
0: evil look at their little faces
1: okay i y- you are not being reasonable they they like pushed a kid down the stairs at school they were like super chill with playing the pin cushion game yeah but i'm pretty sure all, like that also was in like a weird situation where alice wasn't in her right mind i think that you are putting a lot of blame on alice that is not actually for her
0: fine it's personal whatever Ugh. Anyway. I don't
1: understand why you're mad. I'm I just I don't know. This
0: episode got me worked up. I was so happy last week. Um anyway This is
1: why you can't start liking the show. It will just hurt you. <sighs> I can't be hurt.
0: <laughs> so Agent Drake is like, hey Betty, maybe your abilities have expanded now. And then at the end of the episode, Betty sees an aura on herself in the mirror. And Ooh. she's not sure who she's a threat to. Ooh
1: a threat to us enjoying our lives because she's on this stupid show
0: I'm gonna be really really annoyed if Betty is like I need to stay away from everyone I love and care about because I can good hurt go, them. Live like, go live in the bunker go
1: live in the bunker take yourself out of the equation them, then. no she's gonna go live in the bunker lock herself away <sighs> and Veronica and Archie are gonna get back together while she's in the bunker and then Jughead is gonna be the one like bringing her food from Pops and then gonna they're gonna, gonna fall back in love
0: not gonna happen Archie and I- Betty Seem pretty happy. I, we forgot to yeah. mention it, but like they moved in together this when episode. they're
1: together. But when she's locked away in the bunker,
0: it's like the reverse of what happened when she fell in love with Archie the previous time when she cheated on Jughead because she was hanging out with Archie, pretending to be in love with him. Yeah. Okay. I anyway, don't know. that was the episode. That's we did it. Um. So that's that was that was the time. Uh. It is is it good. I I have a thought from a oh, listener that I wanted please, to read. This share. is actually. From from, um... I think two weeks ago, this was after the uh, episode that Hannah was on, um, where Nick Snow says, Wait, was Percival just now writing Kevin's name on his list of allies? Have we not been shown that Kevin has been on his side this entire time? I mean, we just time traveled through the last century with Tabitha, and at every step, there was some version of Kevin right by the side of that time's version of Percival. Speaking of Kevin, seriously, what is the point of his character, and why would an actor actually want to continue playing? this role. It's because they're trapped. He's truly the one of the most pathetic and useless characters I've ever witnessed. Casey Cott must have really pissed off some writers. Justice for Dr. Kirtle Jr. He should have been last episode's most normal person. Who cares? We only saw him for 13 seconds. And then he Wait, says... Wait,
1: what did Dr. Kirtle do that was normal? I don't know.
0: I don't know. He he snapped his glove really menacingly in this episode. It was I'm, very unnecessary. Listen,
1: I'm going to put my foot down right now. Dr. Kirtle Jr. can never be the most normal person ever.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think... The day that happens, I quit. Yeah. Um. Nick says, Hannah's theories truly be wild most of the time, but she knows her queso. So there you go. Good I don't time. like queso. Um, Yeah, but I think what we had determined was that uh, Qdoba has good queso. Oh, no. Hannah had recommended some sort of queso, like from, from a grocery store, but I don't remember what it was.
1: Yeah. Anyways, I don't like queso because I don't like cheese. So uh, I just, I didn't get to chime in because I wasn't on the podcast.
0: Okay. Okay. So anyway, uh, so I looked up the episode title, which was Things That Go Bump in the Night, which was just something that Cheryl says about Heather at one point when... When, I think it was when Tabitha was like, uh, hey Cheryl, I need your help with the ghost situation and she's like, Oh, Heather can help. Heather's really good with things that go bump in the night.
1: Do you think that was like a flirting thing? Oh. Because like they could go bump in the night? Hmm. Bumping uglies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: um maybe maybe Uh, things that go bump of the night is a line which might have originated in a traditional Scottish or Cornish poem or prayer and may refer to many other things like lots of different episodes of television shows that were called things that go bump of the night I noticed they don't mention Riverdale here but there was a lot of uh the bill midsummer murders in a heartbeat rising damp um dad's army oh dad's army yeah whatever that is um and uh other stuff like a play and a band <laughs> and a song and um a storyline from starman from dc comics so basically sure. it's just a phrase that means spooky stuff probably
1: yeah i think that's fair um, um i yeah. still have the riverdale subreddit open and i just want to send you a post really quick i'd like to hear your reaction live on the podcast
0: oh great i feel like the last time we pulled something from the riverdale said sub- what am i <laughs> looking at oh my so the gosh post is called- <laughs>
1: this is my interpretation on if FP was more accurate to the comments and they just like blurred the top of his head so he'd look like he had a big bald head and then drew on dark hair on the side of his head. So yeah, comic book FP
0: is just like this rando like normal dad. He's an old man, bald on the top. Bald, but he's got those like three little hairs at the top. The Homer Simpson. Yeah, well it's it's almost even more like Charlie Brown kind of, yeah. It's kind of actually I don't really know what Charlie Brown looks like. I said that but now I'm it's classic like baldy situation Charlie Brown is bald right oh he's what? got like one little squiggle so it's kind of anyway it's like a hybrid um, <laughs> picture <laughs> I can't tell if they drew on the mustache too I don't remember if he had a mustache he might have had a full beard because it looks like they blurred out his beard. Oh, this is great. Um, I will. I'll save that and post that on Twitter. Beautiful. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> All the comments. Thanks. I hate it.
1: <laughs> yes. I, I really like the comment that someone just said, Photoshop is my passion.
0: <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, that was fun. Um, Who was the most normal person of the week? You know who it wasn't? Um, it wasn't Cheryl's creepy girlfriend. <laughs>
1: No, it was not Heather. Um, I honestly. How um, many episodes
0: until Heather is just the person who lives with Cheryl and is her sidekick?
1: Next week, literally <laughs> next week. Um, honestly, it kind of was this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, get ready to lose all personality. The most
1: normal person. Oh, but we, uh,
0: we didn't mention it because it was so obvious, but obviously Heather is the segue to get Sub- Sabrina on the show, right? Because she's like clearly part of the same coven, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: Yeah. Cool, cool. Cool. Um is the most normal. Hmm
0: Hmm Hmm <laughs> This isn't going well.
1: <laughs> I was like, Veronica. And I was like, no, she asked someone to erase a mind. And I was like, Jughead, Jughead erased a mind. (laughs) Um, Reggie. And I was like, well, he did do his Reggie stuff. Um, I could see an argument. I Um, think I could see an argument for things.
0: He made me mad, but he was like, look, I need more money. So I'm going to go join the more money crew.
1: Hmm. Sure, I got nothing. Nobody was particularly. Normal what about this Baby Anthony? He didn't do
0: anything that's not normal. Baby Anthony's name is Baby Anthony, so we can't give it to him.
1: Well, his name is Anthony. They just called <laughs> Baby Anthony. Cannot help what the adults around him do, which is why I think Baby Anthony was the most normal person of the if, episode. If they called him Little Anthony, Lil, or Little Anthony, I'd be
0: so much because it'd be like, oh, you know, it's like Big Dave or like Little Dave. Dave. It's not like
1: I like how you said had that example because that's definitely what they call your it. <laughs> dad. It's it's
0: because my uncle's name is also Dave, so we actually call him. It's actually Little Dave and Super Dave. But then like my brother also went by Big Dave in high school because he's he's so tiny. Yeah, like not, li- not like he's a small person. It was more like because he was he was like an eighth grader on the cross country team and so they called him Big Dave.
1: I mean, i have met your brother. He's not like a tall guy. No, I mean he is little, but I I wasn't like trying your, to be but like, your family family is little like it's not yeah. like it's strange it's, it's what they genetics. call
0: little okay
1: so we're giving it to fangs <laughs> no baby <Anthony>. <laughs> <laughs> we're not giving it to baby anthony why not he wasn't in the episode he wasn't even present no. fangs knowingly went to go work for someone with mind control that is not normal Oh think Tony me someone is more normal was. for scheming Fine. to keep the baby. Was but it Dr. Curdle Jr.?
0: <laughs> what? Was it Dr. Curtle Jr.? Was it Dagwood? Was it Juniper? Was it Alice? It was none no, of those people. It was baby Anthony. <laughs> or
1: Tony. Fine. <laughs> Mary's so done with me. I think it should be baby Anthony. I, I am. But I'm writing and Tony in parentheses. That's, I'll accept it. It's both of the Tonys. <sighs> I'm so
0: yeah. Little baby Tony, not to be confused with the grandfather who's definitely not there. Who's not
1: in the show? Who's been in the show one time? Like why would like why would that be confusing? like it's more confusing that they act like we would know.
0: Just so everyone's clear, I'm not even gonna pretend to edit this episode. Yeah, I just, no, this just is drop it. it. We're just just dropping drop it live. It.
1: It's fine. <laughs> Sorry so I died two times. Uh it's fine. Okay. Anyways, um, um, thanks, Mary, for having me on the podcast.
0: Yeah. This is this is it. You know what? One of these days the show will end and you'll be sad that you don't get to talk to me anymore
1: maybe you won't be <laughs> i mean i'll still get to talk to you it just won't be like an obligation it's not gonna be the same <laughs> Oh, my God. If I don't have you on a schedule, that's it. I'm never going to see you again. Okay? we don't have a schedule. Uh, each week, there's a text from one of us going, so what are you thinking? And then we set like, a tenuous time. And then you're like, cool, I'm 15 minutes away. And then 30 minutes later, you're like, here's the link. And I'm like, <laughs> like, we're not on a schedule, Mary. <sighs>
0: there was like an idea at one point I feel like when we started this we had a schedule
1: we were gonna have a standing Tuesday at least for this season after it moved to Sundays I think and we then...
0: recorded exactly on two Tuesdays
1: <laughs> well we I, the Tuesdays would have been really good for me <laughs> I feel like I I was doing something this Tuesday. I so I was doing something this Tuesday. Oh. Because you you had not sent a text saying when do you want to record, and so I said, well I'm not gonna stop myself from making a plan. I was hoping if I didn't send it that the episode just wouldn't happen. <laughs> well, you could have just said we don't have to do a podcast this time. No,
0: week. we can't. I'm a perfectionist. No, I'm that's not right. I'm a completionist. <clears throat> So look forward to our continued (laughs) coverage of season two, um, you know, in five years. That's how how I keep you on the hook. See, even when the show ends, we've still got like 20 more episodes of season two to do. It's
1: impossible to schedule a time when me, you, and Hannah are available, so I'm not going to hold my breath. it will be great. <clears throat> I All can't right, wait everyone. till the season two episodes start coming out, and it's your thoughts, my thoughts, and Hannah's thoughts in three separate chunks, and we don't talk. <laughs> That's better than me
0: doing three different voices. All right. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, because it you is know what? Than that. I can't even do a British
0: accent. Apparently. Yeah.
1: What's your? Th- what would your third voice be, Mary? Oh, hey, Governor. Want That's the same t- voice <laughs> that you did last time. You just said, Governor. I like like you didn't think to be like. Hi, I'm the third voice. Like, you didn't... You were just like, let me make the exact same voice. Bo- I know one voice and one voice. So I'm like, it's not even a voice. It's just words. It's just the same words. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mary. In a higher, kind of southern voice. It's a little bit higher and it's a little bit southern. <laughs> like, I gotta tell you. You posted, you'll never believe who the guest on this podcast is. And I was like, oh, I bet it's Hannah. I turned it on. and was like, oh, no. <laughs> it, it's just, oops, all Mary. <laughs> Anyways, it's 1230 at night and you need to go. I'm sorry. It's time for you to go to bed. It is time for me to go to bed. Okay, everyone, that's all for this week's episode. Thank you for joining us. We'll
0: be back next week for episode 16. Until then, you can follow me online at Frail Mary on every platform. And if you're interested, you can check out some of the other podcasts that we both are doing, um, I've got a new thing coming soon, but it still hasn't come out yet, so I'm gonna wait until it comes out, and then I'll talk about it. <laughs> also i mean like i don't want to count my chickens but like i'm pretty sure big brother 24 is happening eventually so it'll be within the next
1: month for sure oh that's so sad I it's know. just there's there's no break ever um kirsten mm-hmm. what do you have going on uh just finishing up temptation island with part two of the finale and the reunion over on the hot dummies on islands podcast feed uh talking about bojack over on bojack horse and uh Possibly continuing to talk about pop culture, trending topics, and celeb gossip over on Mess Magnets if Rob renews us. So, uh, hashtag renew Mess Magnets. Uh, you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. And again, uh, I'm just plugging my PayPal now. I'm like a beggar. I'm like, please, sir, may I have money? Uh, and that's paypal.me slash Kirsten Said What. How's that <laughs> been working for you? I've I've
0: gotten a little bit of money. <laughs> I have to do a lot of house repairs, so if anyone would like to send me money,
1: yeah. you'll just have to
0: f- find a way to just do that. DM I- her
1: and she'll tell you how to get it to her.
0: Yeah, do that. DM me. Go to my Chime. I don't have Chime. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, bye. <laughs> this episode sponsored by Tuppence. Until next time. Bye. Give me, give me a tuppence, governor.